You are listening to You Were Made for This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made for This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 39. My voice sounds a little different today because I'm getting over a cold, but don't worry, I've uh, applied some industrial strength disinfectant to the microphone, so there's no chance of you picking up any of my germs by listening to today's episode. Well, in last week's episode, episode 38, I shared listener responses to the question I raised in an earlier email to our listeners about the verse from Hebrews 10.24 that reads, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. My question in the email was, well, how do you do this? And that elicited some really great responses. Another one came in just the other day from a missionary that I'll share in just a minute. But more than that, over the past few months, listeners have responded to other relationship issues, and today I want to share those with you. You know, going back to our first episode in November of 2018, I mentioned that one of the reasons to listen to this podcast is that it's intended to be a community for people of faith interested in transforming their relationships into the best they can be. The goal is to make the podcast format interactive, where we learn from each other and where we support and encourage one another. To that end, I find that I'm encouraged in dealing with my relationships when I see how other people are doing it. I'm guessing the same is probably true for you as well. So, to finish off the question of how do we motivate one another to acts of love and good works, Here's a response from Devery, a missionary who served in Turkey with her husband Dan for 28 years, and now for the last six in Cyprus. Here is what she said in her email to me. Dear John, Dan and I have been working with a group of children, at one time as large as 15, but now down to just six due to people getting married and moving on. When the children were turning up on our doorstep, We opened the door and embraced them. We taught them how to shoot bows and arrows, how to swim, and how to make pizza. There were many times it was exhausting work, but each time they came, we taught them something more about living life in the light of God. For example, when two children were being especially mean to each other, I took them into my room. I asked them if they would be saying the things they were saying if they saw the father of the person they were being mean to. Both said an emphatic no. From there, it was easy to transition to the truth that whatever they said was in front of the one who made the person they were criticizing. God made them, God loved them, and did not enjoy seeing them spoken to so poorly. When the two left the room, they were very quiet. As we returned to the crowd of other children, the brother of one of the children said, Hey, don't worry, we have it all planned. We will have a group at school beat him up on Monday. 
The girl's response to her brother was, it has been dealt with. Hmm. Well, years have passed from that day. The last day I saw that girl, she said to me, Don't worry, I remember the lessons you taught us. Give thanks in all things. It is better to give than to receive. Forgiveness frees the one who forgives, and Jesus is our shepherd. This meant so much to me. These words were spoken by a girl who had been raped by her father. She was in a safe house and planning to leave as soon as she turned 18. I may never see her again, but I will not regret those days I opened my home and my heart to her and all the other friends that came pouring in. The Lord has since opened a door for me to teach these same lessons to the children in an orphanage in a nearby city. I now have 40 children to encourage to acts of love. And good works. And I am so grateful to you, John, for the words that encourage me to do better at loving those around me intentionally. And she signs it grateful, Devery. Well, last week, the examples I shared of motivating others to love and good works were about reinforcing good behavior and attitudes that we see in other people. Devery's comments today are all about correcting bad behavior. And you know there's room for both in motivating others to love and good works. You know, I'm I'm struck by the level of trust that Devery and Dan developed with those kids. You know, it started with, uh, we opened the door and embraced them. We taught them how to shoot bows and arrows, how to swim, and how to make pizza. What they were doing was certainly sacrificial service to those kids. And, you know, she gave them a reason to love and do good works in a way that they could understand at their developmental stage as children. She helped them connect the dots between uh, their relationship with their peers and their relationship with God. She helped them see that the antagonists in their life were deeply loved by God, and since he loved them, these antagonists, they should too at the level that they were capable of at that age. You know, I was also struck by the tender response of the girl to Devery who said, Don't worry, I remember the lessons you taught us. Give thanks in all things. It is better to give than receive. Forgiveness frees the one who forgives. And Jesus is our shepherd. I can easily picture Devery's eyes welling with tears over this affirmation of the profound impact she had on this girl. What valuable lessons this girl learned from Devery. You know, in bringing out the best in the girl, Devery brought out the best in herself, and we've talked about that a number of times. Well, moving on, here are two responses to episode 32 that kicked off season two. This was the one entitled, Uh, What am I here for? What is my purpose in life? And the answer to those questions was, uh, we're here for relationships. Here's what one uh, listener wrote in and said, John, thank you for the wonderful podcast. I particularly enjoyed learning about Ben Franklin and the Gentle Society. It may sound silly, but gave me a sense of hope knowing that he was someone instrumental in founding the place we call home, our country. He sounds like someone whose friendship I would have loved to have. 
looking forward to future episodes. And she signed it, Amy. Yeah, this was the episode where I uh, talked about uh, Ben Franklin, uh, who had just returned from London. I forgot what year it was. Uh, He was only 21. And uh, he uh, did not return to his uh, city of origin, Philadelphia. He just wasn't feeling the love in the city of brotherly love and instead moved to Boston. And he formed uh, this society, this Junto society that Amy refers to, because he didn't know anybody. He didn't have any social connections whatsoever in, in Boston. And he gathered all these folks together from different uh, walks of life, different uh, career paths. And uh, he also called it, or they also called it, the Leather Apron Society because of its uh, diversity. And they accomplished many great things in, in the, the city of Boston. Uh, they started a fire department. They started a library. And anyway, uh, I really liked what Amy had to say that, you know, it's reassuring at times to, to think about where we have come from as a nation and, and the people we have produced, like Ben Franklin. You know, if our country can produce people like Ben Franklin, we can produce many others, and, and we can be part of that as, as well. So I was glad that she was encouraged uh, by that. You know, the episode, too, had to deal with... Um, the whole idea of initiating, uh, which is really what Ben Franklin did. You know, his social needs weren't being met, and rather than uh, feeling uh, depressed and uh, feeling a victim uh, because he didn't know anyone, he went out and and formed a group um, that met his social needs. Well, second response to to episode 32 uh, comes from uh, someone else, and she writes, Hi, John. Thanks so much for starting up the podcast again. The last one was really helpful. And this is in reference to the notion of initiating the the idea of having relationships that are uh, transcendent, uh, that honor people, that that initiate with them, and uh, selflessly serve. Uh, As an acronym, all of this is an acronym for T-H-I-S, this, you were made for this. Well, well, here's what this listener uh, had to say. She said, One thing that I tried with both of my parents and my grandmother was listening to them and trying to find something that we were able to uh, do to connect uh, with each other that would eventually become our thing. It became a great blessing to me to find uh, a common ground where we could develop a relationship of trust and fun as adults. I miss some of that, as all have passed on to eternity. And she goes on to say, and she concludes with, I appreciate so much your ability to succinctly say what I sometimes am doing. It helps me label it. Thank you for living out what you were made for, Cindy. Well, I love how Cindy initiated with people much older than she was, her parents and grandparents, and asked them questions to bond with them over something that became, as she puts it, our thing. I love that phrase, our thing. You know, our two grandsons here in town, uh, our thing has become uh, going to (laughs) Chick-fil-A. At least for the moment, that is. Uh, That's our thing, going to Chick-fil-A. They'll go there at a drop of a hat. In a recent visit with them, with the boys, I commented to both of them how much I appreciated how they were asking me questions. And I encourage them to, to do the same with their parents. You know, it comes naturally for them. They've, they've been raised well, that's for sure. 
And like Cindy, both of my parents are deceased, yet I still have questions that only they could answer. But they're not here anymore. And I must confess, it it gnaws me sometimes. I should have asked more questions before it was too late. And so I would encourage all of you who have parents that are still alive to really inquire into their lives, to ask questions so that when they pass on, there won't be anything left unsaid or unknown. Next, uh, here's a text I received from Karen, who is a missionary, a good friend, and a listener to the podcast. She writes, I have your podcast card on my counter, so I see it every day. And and this, by the way, is a little 3 by 5 note card that I had printed that uh, just gives information about uh, the podcast and how to listen to it and what it's all about. It's Uh, kind of a piece that I give to people when they ask about it. So she says, I have your podcast card on my counter, so I see it every day. I see what you wrote on one side of the card. At the end of the day, nothing matters more than relationships. I love that. I get to emcee our Golden Agers Day here at our ministry, and I'm going to use that phrase. Nothing matters more than relationships at the end of the day. Because I feel that group of people, these golden agers, uh, they're past the days of climbing the corporate ladder or making a name for themselves or how big of a house they have or what kind of car they drive. For them, it really does come down to relationships. Well, and maybe their health. It's one of my favorite days of the ministry year. Well, I can see why Karen would love being with this group of people. People who have nothing more to prove to anyone. Nothing to lose, nothing to prove. Finally, here's an email I received from uh, Rebecca, who has been serving in Indonesia for many years. She responded to episode 20 way back in March, and that one was entitled, Relating with People Who Talk Too Much. (laughs) I I kind of enjoyed putting that one together. Uh, She writes, "Uh, I've listened to several of your podcasts, And I made a handout with the questions for dealing with people that annoy you. I've given it to several people, including a missionary who was in our home on Sunday night. Many blessings to you as you continue to assist people in living in more healthy ways. Rebecca. Well, from episode 20, uh, Rebecca compiled a list of 15 questions I mentioned that a person can ask themselves when they are in a relationship with a difficult person. I will post these sometimes, sometimes soon on my website, but you can get all of it now on the podcast episode number 20, Relating with People Who Talk Too Much. And I'll have a link to it uh, in the show notes at at the end. I I just think that's a great application of the content that uh, Rebecca picked up and and just a great use. I was just so encouraged to see how how she used that with another another missionary who was going through a, a tough stretch dealing with difficult people. Well, here is my uh, takeaway from today's episode, what what I learned uh, today. And I learned that that we have some really wise people listening to this podcast, you know, people I can learn from, and people who are very different from me. And the more that I hear what they are thinking and what is on their heart, the wiser I will become. And so will you. Before I close, here's the main takeaway from today's episode, our show in just one sentence. 
and it's this. We can draw encouragement from others when we see what they are doing to transform their relationships into the best they can be. Well, here's a couple of suggestions of what you can do in response to today's show. You could ask God if there's a person much younger than you that he wants you to invest yourself in. It could be a child or someone a generation or two behind you. And then do something similar to what Devery and her husband did to build trust and then impart the wisdom that you've acquired. You could also ask God if there's a much older person he wants you to connect with, like Cindy and Karen did in today's episode. Someone from whom you could draw wisdom. Someone with a story that would encourage you. Well, now for our relationship quote of the week. And I'm going to use the one from the lessons our missionary friend Devery taught children many years ago. And it's this. Give thanks in all things. It's better to give than receive. Forgiveness frees the one who forgives, and Jesus is our shepherd. From Devery. Well, thanks for listening in to today to hear from your fellow listeners. I sure enjoyed it. I hope you did too. I'd love to hear from more of you as to how you are dealing with relationships in your life. You can keep it anonymous if if you want. But the main thing is that we can all use a bit of encouragement these days. And that encouragement could come from you as we learn how to best reflect the character of God in our relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. Well, that's all for today. See you next week. Goodbye for now.